It's spoiler in time, folks. This is the companion show to Cord Killers. If you haven't seen Cord Killers, well, go listen to Cord Killers or watch it because you're going to learn about all the services and how they work and where to go to get the stuff. Then you can come back here where you talk about the stuff we're watching. This week, we are going to spoil 2521, episode four of season one, Rick and Morty, season six, episode eight, and The White Lotus, season two, episode five. I'm Tom Merritt. He's Brian Brushwood. Heck yeah, dude. Which one are we starting with? The White Lotus 205, a.k.a. That's Amore, with what I thought was an interesting, I, this is not even related to the story that much, but they they had uh, Lucia's friend sing a slow version of That's Amore, which is kind of what shows do now for theme songs and trailers is do slow versions of popular songs. And I, I thought it was quite effective. Well, and, and not only that kind of a boy talk about a, an Italian cliche of a song that right? you would have a hard time imagining. It's a silly song. How, yeah. yeah. Oh no. It's, 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 mm -hmm. it's corny. It's cheesy. You think of your grandparents and she didn't change the lyrics. Right. And, and no. it, it, exactly. And she managed with a straight face, like, well, like a pasta fazool, you know, and it made it, uh, I don't know. When the moon it, hits it, it your worked. eye like a big pizza pie and she sang it like slow and brooding. Uh, and also were, like yeah. the fact that she got that gig. Yeah. Like, let, let's walk, let's walk uh, in time slightly backward from that because just before then, like we're at a point where I realized earlier that there's no time two to three characters are on screen that there isn't a deep multi-layered interconnection between them now. Like the knot is as tight as we have seen. And now it reached all the way to the front desk where she immediately says, uh, is, is it Mia and Lucia? Is it Mia? Is that yeah. her name? So Mia, Mia says to Valentina, I believe is her name yes. uh, at the front desk. She just casually throws out, you're gay, right? And then if, if Valentina, who hadn't even realized this about herself, maybe until that moment, you know, reacts and startles. And she's like, hey, uh, if you like girls, then why don't you help a girl out? And then that's what gets through and gets her the gig. Oh, my God, the game is really on at this point. This, this every single scene is strong and electric and uh, agonizing and wonderful. It's great. My interpretation of the Valentina interaction was like, oh, crap. Everybody has a triangle, right? V Valentina went from unimpeachable, right? She is the force of nature who runs this with an iron hand to, oh, uh, she's got a weak spot. And that weak spot is Isabella. And she's definitely treading over the line by reassigning Rocco for her own personal interests when Isabella does not appear to be interested and then when Mia came up and Valentina, I saw on her face fear of being exposed. In other words, she didn't want to be outed, followed by attraction uh, yes. or at least interest. And, and then now suddenly it's Isabella and Mia uh, are, are Valentina's weaknesses. And one of those is way more dangerous to have as a weakness than the other in my opinion. Uh, well, uh, 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 it depends on, on, I mean, if you're afraid of being killed at the end of this episode, then Mia is the more dangerous. If you're afraid of saying, dying of suicide alone and unloved because you can't come to terms with aspects of your own sexuality. Oh, then... I, see, I, I, I don't know. I may be blind. I don't get the, the, the sense that Valentina, uh, is, is in the, is unaware of it herself. It's just, she doesn't think that other people will accept her. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I, 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 don't, I don't know. know. I, I got, but the, the danger that I was, I was, uh, alluding to was Isabella at worst is going to have an HR complaint, 
with Valentina. Mia could get you killed. Right. <laughs> Mia's going to lead you into a whole ball of hurt. Uh, well, uh, just to put a button on that part, I, I did get the impression that they were trying to convey that Valentina herself hadn't really, you know, she, she was just a lonely person who, you know, was was feeling something for um, uh, what's her name at the desk. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but there's definitely a lot of complexity in that moment. It was it was not it was not exposition dumped upon us. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I to, don't think to, I don't think you, I, I don't think either of these perspectives are necessarily wrong given the facts, right? Because we're going on looks and and tones of voice and and very vague stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two two things that I'm not very good at appreciating that this show is so good at that I couldn't help but appreciate are settings, set pieces. I mean, gorgeous. My God, beautiful. Uh, yeah. Like I I just picture my Weimaraner eating all of those those couches <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't like I mean it's really something and you're also, like ta tallying up the bill to pay for the yeah, yeah, right? damage yeah, it's like yeah. making this it... sign to the dog hey I need my money <laughs> why doesn't my house look like that <laughs> because you have a dog uh, uh, and likewise uh, the subtlety of excellent acting I don't know how many takes it gets to convey so many layers in a blink and a response and a smile that turns into a frown that turns into a thought and all of that stuff. It, it's um, mm -hmm. uh, Malcolm Gladwell talks about it in one of his recent books about how you can watch an episode of friends with this sound off and you will have no question about whose motivation is what, because all of their behaviors are 100% congruent with the things that they're saying. In this case, this show's extraordinary because there is a second layer beneath what they're saying that they are behaving 100% congruent with, and it is hypnotic. It is intoxicating. It's amazing. And the There's... like, the Italian tragedy of it all is so laid bare. I mean, they go to friggin' Madame Butterfly in the middle of this episode. Right. But they're setting up a lot of like dire stakes with all of these illusions between uh, Tanya being again heralded as like the tragic Italian heroine to. Uh, just everyone who's in in very dangerous positions now. Yeah, and and there there are so many. I mean, we talked just now about uh, whether Valentina is motivated by X or Y, both both of which could be possible. Uh, there's also Lucia, who I I'm not sure, and maybe Lucia isn't even sure whether she really likes Albie or is just seeing him as an easy mark, or uh, or, or think, whether or not she wants off the ride of yeah being a, a an escort or not. Because I had been lured into the idea that Lucia was softening it up and was like, you know, what if, what if I just, you know, went legit? Uh, and then she asked Albie for money. And then she kind of pretends like she has to ask him for money. And then you get the sense that that's not true at all. Uh, and, and that she, she kind of faked that encounter on the street uh, and made it look like something it wasn't uh, so that Albie would feel bad for her. But then also she acts in some ways like, she really does want Albie, uh, and 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 maybe he is the the way off the ride, and and so I'm totally confused at what's going on with her. Uh, not to mention Jack and Portia, where I I think we all, at least I was, lured in the sense that like, oh, well, Jack is just kind of a bad influence, a bad boy, and that's why Portia likes him. Into realizing, oh, uh, Jack uh, may be doing to Portia what. Quentin is doing to Tanya, which is like, let me lure you into our palettes for unknown reasons, uh, because Jack is definitely having sex with Quentin at the end of this episode. Yeah, the, oh, okay, so 
this goes back, uh, just want to put a little mark. Uh, one week ago, I speculated wildly, and I think I might have accident. even a broken clock is right twice a day, <laughs> uh, that like, what if they're a roving band of romance con artists, and you uh -huh. have uh, various men for various duties, including the, the young stud for those who need that you're describing a yep. harem uh no no no, no. But, but but the romance scam is 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 one of the oldest and and strongest um mm -hmm. and, and so uh uh i don't know so along that theory and i heard a counter theory from justin robert young that uh, that i'll share but uh so two theories one first of all they're up to no good for sure uh one theory they're a roving gang of romance con, con artists the other theory is that justin told me he heard about was what if they're they're on a hit against Tom? I said that. Uh, oh, you said that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, spoiler alert, Justin Robert Young is secretly Bryce Castillo. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Sorry. It finally came out. Darn it. But it's we, interesting. We, we've hidden it so well all like, these years. At the, I, like, there are pieces in place that the gay mafia are trying to kill Tanya, right? Like, uh, Doug leaves. Uh, they... They all the, the the mafia refer to Tanya as a tragic Italian heroine, which Greg did before he left. Greg gives her this beautiful day, her best Italian day before she goes across the Rainbow Bridge. There's it's <laughs> it's not and Madame Butterfly also whole, ends in ends in death. Uh, well. Quentin talked about meeting a cowboy in Wyoming that he would do anyone anything for. Sorry, did I say do <laughs> yeah. anyone? No, leave, leave it. Yeah. Uh, uh, make no edits, Bryce. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and Quentin very, very clearly tells Tanya like, uh, beauty is worth dying for, don't you think? Would you be uh, willing to die for beauty? Yes. And also, prenup. Maybe, maybe Greg can't get money if they divorce, but if she passes but away... And he's not even in the. I mean, he wasn't even in the country for four days before that. You know, mm -hmm. I, there could be something there. But that—that's—that's that's the flight of fancy that the White Lotus gives you. Uh, this is yes. the beautiful flight of fancy. Well, and and counter pro uh, counter argument would be a couple of moments that are significant to my con theory is one. I think it's significant that Jack uh, says he didn't have his wallet. I think that they could only afford to portray themselves as being wealthy and not needing money. Uh, I sure. think that he actually Possibly doesn't have the money. Possibly not their palazzo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they mentioned, like, uh, not being liquid, right? That In a few episodes ago, they mm -hmm. have a whole thing mm -hmm. about it. Like, we got money, but it's, it's all tied up in property. Yeah, right. you know how that is. So. Uh, uh, oh, I, I hadn't even thought about that till just now. Ta they, they do a, a bit of foreshadowing on that very point when Tanya is like, the nice thing about rich people is you know they don't want your money. Yes, they, mm -hmm. they do that. And then the third of the triad in my theory was when she's there acting like a rube saying, is that the queen of Sicily? Sicily. And he humors her saying, yes. And uh, everyone <laughs> looks at her to like after she waves, everyone's like trying to pull a prank on her almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of that. Uh, to be honest, all of that led me to a place where the final reveal that Jack is having sex with Quentin or whatever felt like, uh, yeah, no, that that was my theory <laughs> is is that they 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 were a, a roving gang of of gay con artists. Yeah. Yep. Uh, making Aubrey, Cameron, uh, Matthew, cool. or Ethan, and and Daphne. Uh, 
the 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 last thing we talk about amongst all of this. Yeah, who, who uh, wait, no, we still have the we know we, we, we intergenerational generations too. Uh, uh, not understanding how to love somebody <laughs> that, that we still have to get oh, to. Oh yeah, we yeah. that's true. I, I kind of feel like the, that's ancillary to Albie's story, but but yeah, there's a little more to Dominic and his dad uh, going on, but but I mean the Daphne. Uh, uh, Harper story is, is just the string being pulled taut this entire episode, right? Uh, that Aubrey and Ethan now know that each other knows now Cameron knows that they all know. And by the end of this, I'm pretty sure Daphne knows, uh, what, what went down, uh, and Daphne given some, some cold blooded advice, uh, to Harper as well. Yeah. Uh, that scene, that that sequence where Har- where where Daphne shows, you know, is talking about her trainer and and all that stuff, and ends up showing a photo of her kids. Um, great hey, moment. The trainer has big blue eyes and blonde hair, and then she shows a picture of a child with blonde hair and big blue eyes, and says, "Oops, oh, is that my oh. child?" And and there's so <laughs> my many child might not be Cameron's child. There's so many layers to that, right? Like, is she saying? Hey, I, I've I've been reading this. I love the show so much. I've been reading up a lot about it. But uh, you know, is she saying like, "Oh, uh, I have kids that are keeping me in this relationship"? Is she saying, "Oh, this I have kids with my trainer, and that's uh-huh. that's keeping me"? Is she saying, uh, "Hey, I have a family. Don't break up my family." Um, it could be any number of things. It could be uh, all. I, I originally read it as. Um, that whoopsie moment, I and I, I am loath to admit that I didn't even put together that it would be as her, her trainer's child and not Cameron's. Um, but uh, I read it in that moment as, uh, oh, I'm going to you know act as though I'm flirting, I'm having an affair myself. But then I'm going to show you a picture of my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you caught my meeting. Anyway, you should have a trainer. But but you're so right. Those that's obviously now that I think about it, it's very obviously meant to convey that that. Yes, no, I know how this game is played. I have a trainer. That's one of my kids is is fathered by him. Yeah. And yeah, that's that could be the other thing she's saying, which is like, this is what's gonna happen in your relationship now. You need to come to terms with it. Which yeah. oh, so which, which, which of course is is the number one fear that Harper has going into becoming of money is that people are gonna screw with you and that she'll be a, 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 a locked in a cage. And sure enough, Daphne is everything that Harper was afraid that, of becoming. And now, uh, in despair, Harper is engaging in the exact activities that guarantee that she'll be locked in a cage like that. Yeah. And and, and of course, I, 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 all blame goes to uh, uh, more Ethan, where it's like, look, no amount of bro code from your college buddy should overrule your commitment to honesty with your life partner. And and I I, I would have to check again, but I don't think he mentions kissing the process. The the, uh, one, he, the, he, the way he phrases it, he, he said that she. Him. She tried, tried to kiss to him, kiss him. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. which is which is a half truth, which is going to bite him in the ass later on. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's dramatic irony, is it? Because Daphne's- I don't know. It's such a small thing. I think I think it's just going to get lost in the flood of events. The, the mm. kissing part. I think that the trust has already been betrayed so much that it. Yeah, might the next not kissing matter. is between Harper and Cameron for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. You think she'll do it? Oh my God! E- no, she's- Ethan. Ethan showed the claws of Cameron. You always just went for girls that uh, so that I couldn't get them. Cameron didn't like that. Cameron's mad at Ethan. Cameron also knows that Harper is frustrated with her relationship and unsatisfied with Ethan. And so, yeah, uh, Cameron's going to get back at Ethan by getting Harper. 
mm. which would then keep Harper's mouth shut to Daphne. Because she would find herself just as dirty as everybody else. Like right yep. now, Harper is above reproach. Uh, uh, Harper Mostly. and Daphne, Mostly. theoretically. Uh, Daphne, but, I, Daphne's not so innocent. In oh, this, no, no, no. Though, she's but. not innocent, but she's not she's not dirty from this dust up at all. But yeah. Harper is about to be. Well, and, and, Daphne, and Daphne plays this game. Like we know Daphne and Cameron play this game, whether it's yeah. screwing around or what have you. Um, so I feel like once they break her the news, she's. I think she's not going to care. I think she's going to be like, I know. I, I'm, I'm sure. Great. Put it on right. the put it on the pile. Um, yeah. Can we? I'm just going to have another kid with my trainer. Uh, the the scene with Dom uh, and his father when they're having dinner together is such a great scene where we see Dom sort of realize he is halfway. He is a halfway distance between his father, who is uh, is he pretending he doesn't know is he just accepting the the way that he acts and albie who is trying to be innocent and naive but also definitely has fallen in love with a hooker uh twice now <laughs> oh and and is also lying about it and is also engaging in all of the every single thing he accused his dad and grandfather of doing yeah. he is doing and, and he knows it he knows she's it, it, but he's still a sacrum uh, 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 sacrimonious sanctimonious Sa- sanctimonious <laughs> sacrimonious he's holy i tell you <laughs> he's a sanctimonious uh, piece of work that one yeah yeah <sighs> good stuff it's yeah. a good show it's a good in show in some ways the slowest episode of the season too Oh, right? but uh, no, it was electric. What? I it's, couldn't take back. It, no, I, I, in no terms way. of things that happened, yes, no way. very little actually happened. Well, that's what I mean. Like yeah. we've sat here talking about all this stuff. None of it was action. Yep. We haven't had, mm. we didn't have a, a, a bit of, a, we've had more action in the other ones. Yeah. Not, okay. I'm not saying yeah. we needed it. I'm just saying it is interesting yeah. that this is, this is a slow episode and yet so rich. Yeah. That's how good they are at telling the story. The it's got to be so tight. It's they start with the condom stuff right at the start of the episode, and I'm, yeah, I was, I was like, I almost started clapping. I was like, thank you for not wasting yes, my time for with not this. just drawing that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is the White Lotus season two, episode five. 